Welcome to the Look It's Rock and Roll podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. I'm back. I'm going to be doing a quick review of Metallica's 72 seasons. And it seems like a very long time. Actually, it is a very long time since Metallica last released a full studio album. You got to go back to, what is it, 2016 for Hardwired to Self-Destruct. And boy, that was a pretty good album as well, especially... uh the amount of shows that they've done a lot of the material live that's the thing i like about metallica is that they do play an awful lot of their material in concert they keep themselves current relevant and they'll always throw in those gems for the diehards to enjoy but they never ignore the art that they continue to make um and they never stop cultivating new fans it always kind of has become funny now in these days that a band that started out in the thrash zone um, of the 80s, just leather and sweat, blood and tears, sawdust and all that, and now has families of multiple generations going to their shows, just like a lot of other legacy acts. However, unlike a lot of legacy acts, Metallica refuses to completely behave like that, though they have grown up and grown as people. James, in particular, comes to mind as a person who's faced some speed bumps in his life and has navigated them and continues to navigate them, I don't doubt. And a lot of that comes out in his writing on this album, whether intentionally or not. 72 Seasons seems to be one of those albums that are, you know, built around, you know, mental state and what's going on um inside the mind uh notably the first song you know the title track which is built around kind of a premise of 72 seasons equals 18 years times four seasons and that's where you are formed as a human being for better or worse due to your upbringing uh, before you're unleashed on the world now those of us who were unleashed on the world before we were 18 know that we certainly weren't fully formed at the times that we uh, hit the streets. So it's uh, it's an interesting topic that permeates through this album. Now, myself as a Metallica fan, you know, I got in in 86. That's just where my path first crossed with them and master of puppets but it also intersected with megadeth at the same time and when it's come to those two bands well number one i'm super grateful that they've left metallica by willing or not because it's given me two great bands with two different uh, ways of looking at music and you know dave has done the johnny lydon anger is an energy kind of route with much more melody than metallica really ever managed so whenever these albums come out they've usually come out pretty close to one another and i've always had a personal battle of opinion of whether metallica or megadeth won that round uh won that round in my mind regardless of any of the commercial considerations so that is always an under underlying theme that permeates how i approach consuming my metallica music and conversely my my megadeth music so i'm going to keep the megadeth talk to a minimum on this because it's um 
It's all about Metallica today. 70 Seasons now has had its first week sales. I think they're at 146K, uh, which is half of uh, Hardwired, which is very disappointing, which was also a big drop down from uh, Death Magnetic, which was a real good uh, rebirth of the band in many ways. Those three albums, you know, forming the latter part of the band's careers, musicality and expression commercially really do follow kind of a similar theme in terms of style, structure, sonics. Um, you know, we very much are in a, a post Saint Anger phase. And, you know, that was my warm up for listening to this. I threw on Justice for All, which has always been an album that means a lot to me because of living in Singapore at the time and having that on vinyl and just playing it and playing it and playing it. Flip the record, flip the record to the other record, um, you know, and at the same time, I had the uh, 45 mastered uh master of puppets and ride the lightning so it was just the same situation with those it was just all these multiple lps for single albums to flip over i'm not a black album fan I'm not going to pretend i kind of dropped out at that point because rust in peace kicked its ass as far as my taste went and it was just way commercial um, it doesn't mean it doesn't have great songs. Hasn't a it's aged fantastically. I like it more now than I did back in the day. Um, all right, that's background. Seventy two seasons. Uh, fantastic opening track. Good mix of tempo, vibe, attitude, and riffing. Um, again, love the concept of the song and the way of thinking of those first eighteen years of life. I think the great thing about any band's lyrics is that we'll all interpret them slightly differently, which is exactly what should be done. Um, Kirk's leads. Fantastic. I mean, he, he takes a lot of stick these days from fans who want this, want that, don't want this, don't want that, want to tell him how to write the solos for the song. So, you know what? He's he's the guy who does the solos. He's the guy who knows where it fits. He's the, the guy who's in there in the rehearsal uh, space. He's the member of the band. So I, I don't have a lot of criticisms of Kirk on this album. I, I enjoy his leads. I find them tasteful. I find them intelligent. Um, I find them obviously very, very well executed. And I think the vast majority of them, I look very much forward to watching YouTube videos of, hopefully, when they do start touring. Uh, main solo, again, absolutely fantastic. Um, and the length of the song, you know, a lot of bands, Maiden is guilty. Uh, Metallica is guilty of writing super long songs. Sometimes I feel those songs don't need to be that long, that they need more editing. They need someone saying, do you really need that repetition? Do you really need that time change? Does it serve the song? Um, but it works for this song. And straight out of the gate, opening track is one of my top picks from the album. And hopefully, I want to see them again. Doing it on TV is one thing. I want to see them doing a lot of these songs live because I think, um, number one, that they'll improve live. Um, that, that dynamic, that that attitude adjustment with some adrenaline going during a show. And I don't think they'll be afraid of playing a lot of these. So let's go. Shadows follow. Decent riff. If I run out of shadows, if I run, I, my shadow still fo follows me. Yeah. Only when you're in the light, James, which I guess is the point. Again, it riffs off that dark and light theme. That seems uh, to be another one of the uh, recurring themes underneath all this. Um, you can't escape your shadow. 
but it only appears when you're in the light. So um, James's vocals, excellent. I mean, he's not, never going to win any awards for kind of best rock singer or best vocalist, um, but he's a damn good vocalist within what he does. And it's very much, um, you know, tied to the album flows in this song that it works. And again, um, plenty of dynamic changes, not too many so that they become distorted. Sometimes a band seems to put in just way too many time changes so that they feel it makes you feel like you're a ball in a pinball machine. Um, Having dynamic changes is one thing. Having them serve the song, again, is another. So they nail it here. Um, one criticism, it, or quibble. I'm not going to call it criticism. It's a quibble. It's the midway guitar solo. And it's a dual guitar buildup. And I just think that could have been more powerful, kind of more uh, noted and aggressive. But structurally, stylistically, all that side of it's really good. And love the solo that follows. So, All right, moving on screaming suicide don't like words or songs with that word in it it's a very touchy um word especially for anyone who has been even tangentially touched by suicide uh but this song feels a little bit more traditional with its intro and you know from my perspective and that's just mine agree disagree we're cool it's all good you don't have to agree you can say oh you're a fucking idiot you're wrong um, I'm only speaking from my musical palette and the archive of music that I reference when I listen to stuff in my head. The shit you've listened to in your life uh, has hopefully been different and uh, has been broader, you know, to a certain extent, but it is what it is. So I don't find these first three songs thrashy. They're not a thrash band. They're a heavy metal band at this point for how I interpret it. Uh, but lyrically and musically, even though I'm a little screamish, screamish, uh, well, squeamish, talking about the, um, the the suicide theme, I think it's one of another one of my top picks on this album. It is just really good um, as a song in getting. I'm not too sure what the message is. Um, maybe I need to download the lyrics to really. Uh, well, I don't know if I want to analyze that deeply. You know, consuming music has really become a, a job when you have to figure out shit all the time or download a liner notes off an album. And then because it's all CD or, you know, super small packaging inside an LP, uh, scan it so you can read it at our age. But there we go. All right. Sleepwalk My Life Away. This is another, you know, seven minute song. Um, I want to see Rob, Robert jamming that intro in full crap mode that is gnarly i love it um it's just one of those things that immediately hooks you i mean if he can work that into bass solo live um it, it's it's just really cool um and again anytime i'm grabbed by an element of an album like and that's one of those moments so Song-wise, it's decent enough. I don't dislike it, uh, but it might be a struggle to get into the top half of uh, a ranking were I to split the album into dark and light. <laughs> um, all right, You Must Burn. I'll admit that I'm getting a little bit fatigued now, um, especially sitting after the pacing of sleeping, you know, Walk My Life Away. Uh, it's getting just a touch on the turgid doomy metal cauldron simmering on slow boil um yeah it's 
doom metal. It's heavy metal downtuned. It's, you know, it, it's not metal thrashing mad. So it's not metal militia. It's not quite metal up your ass. But, you know, these guys aren't 20 years old anymore, and neither am I. So they do give us that on the next song, Lux Eterna, first single. Wow, was that a revelation when the single came out? And it was like, holy crap. Metallica just went back 40 years with lots of elements and lots of kind of touches that speak to where they took their inspiration from. I mean, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of people who've, um, you know, filed away all the new wave of British heavy metal kind of bands that did things stylistically, which Metallica has just brought together on this one. And it's a hell of a speed bump on the album. You're like, just chunking along to a certain extent, maybe slowing down slightly. And then it's a, a cup of coffee. It's a adrenaline injection. It's fucking hell. It's uh, it's really good. So, you know, what hasn't been said about this uh, single from the album, it's just outstanding. It echoes back to their roots. It echoes back to their musical DNA. I think it's perfection in form and execution. And it sure as hell is fun to watch them do live. It's going to keep them in shape, though. I think their tour schedule means that they're going to not have that much difficulty playing this one regularly. It's, it's got to be played live, but I, I can't wait to see if it evolves slightly because it does look like um, a little bit of a Jane Fonda does aerobics to the chipmunks moment, which might just, well, I don't know. I don't know these guys. So what the hell? It's fun. That's all that matters. Crown of Barbed Wire. All right, now we're back to the slower tempo stuff. And this one is really kind of meh. It's uh, another one that's definitely in the dark for my ranking. Um, but it's got a really good solo. And you know what? Five minutes, 49. I'm just thankful they didn't stretch it out to eight minutes. Thank you. Moving on. Chasing Light. This is probably, today anyway, my favorite song on the album it's got just got great riffing at the beginning perfect bass attitude coming in under underneath um it's got a lot of riffs a lot of well, i guess time changes um but the chorus and james's vocal are winner completely and without darkness there is no light indeed but speaking of darkness next song if darkness had a sun I wonder if that was a little bit of playful sequencing going on there. Hmm, Lars. Um, I like the chorus on Darkness Had a Sun, but I'm on the fence still. I need more lessons. I think everything, you know, your first few lessons, when you first move in with that album, you know, it's all new and kind of weird, and you're, you're discovering her bad habits, and um, then you're going to get used to them, and... Yeah, so I see my my opinion of this evolving just like it has the the preceding two albums. But the attitude on the song is excellent. That's important. It works really well within its context. Um, but right now, the song's kind of middling, battling to try and get into the light. There you go. Next song, Too Far Gone. Oh, good. I'm looking forward to another shorter song at this point, four and a half minutes. Okay, that's much more in my wheelhouse. I often wonder if Iron Maiden could even do an album of 12 three-minute songs at this point. Um, but that's a story for another day. It's It's got a good riffy start. It's promising at that point. 
and really interesting vocally, great lyrics. But I can't decide if I like the drums. Drums. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really said much about the drums. For the most part, the drums on the album are excellent. Good job, engineer, capturing that sound and how it's been mic'd. Um, good job, Lars. Sounds pretty triggered, so it's all very consistent. Um, but it's the right sort of um, rhythm or beat going on each song. It's well executed. But there's a couple of songs where the snare just becomes marching band blast drum. Um, so that that is one thing that does become a you know a little bit of a uh, check mark against the album throughout. It's just where that it's seemingly unnecessary. And again, the person who creates the music decides what's needed. I decide whether I agree and like what they thought was needed. Um, and they can still tell me I'm wrong, as can you. Um, but I can't, you know, while I can't decide if I like the drums, I do like Kirk's leads on this. That's definitely another one of the strong points. I don't feel like I've mentioned Kirk enough on this, but he is very much more a part of it, as is Robert, in terms of the songwriting on the album, which has a much better split, which I do, I do think that helps uh, the change in styles and uh, just the album on a whole. All right, Room of Mirrors. This should be the last song on the album, and then... 72 seasons would be finishing on a really strong note for me um good pace good tempo that, that's all i've got for that one you know it's a decent ending five and a half minutes it's not too long um it just seems to work together and then we get into the last track i have no notes for this i've, I've written nothing about it because i don't care for it 11 minutes it just goes on and on and on and on and on and i don't think it was needed um it to me, this feels like a song that could have been edited. It, I don't see any reason musically or in terms of the lyrics or where it's going of why it couldn't have been two songs um, or one five-minute song. So that's really the only negative. Um, another positive about the album in general is that they stayed away from those damned unforgiven themes. Thank you. Um, other criticism is they need someone to master their shit properly. This, again... The loudness wars have been won by no one. Um, everything becoming sludge is, you know, not helpful to anyone, uh, especially the consumer. Um, it really ruins the listening experience. It fatigues the ears. I listen to most of my stuff with headphones because I'm on the bus. I'm going around. I'm in the office where I can't, you know, be... Uh, you know, blowing all my coworkers out of the water with the music that I listen to, which might be Rolling Stones, One Minute, uh, Ren, Eminem, Metallica, Chaos Aerosmith, uh, and then Def Leppard and Depeche Mode. I, I can't play all that in my office. It just would not be fair to people. So mastering has ruined creation. Um, it's a sin against nature. And this is just another album that is just way too clipped, which is a shame because when, once you clip your your sound, you're cutting off. Well, you're you're amputating the music to a degree, and you know whether it's death magnetic, whether it's hardwired, there is a reason why you want to savor this music and use your volume knob to turn it up that's why it goes to 10 or 11 all right uh, final thoughts on 72 seasons um i said at the beginning that i always kind of 
put the Megadeth and Metallica albums against one another. And in this latest round versus what Megadeth released last year through all that drama, 72 seasons for the first time really blows it out of the water, which um, I'm usually someone who say, well, the new Megadeth is better than the new Metallica. Uh, This time I can't say that. This time the new Metallica is absolutely superior in terms of all the elements that I've kind of touched on on each one of the songs. I think if you haven't gotten it, which uh, the number of sales for that first week charting at number two kind of indicate that fewer and fewer people are uh, consuming music traditionally, even though it seems that they did a very good job physically with their product and the number of different vinyl versions in particular. Um, that that the market is decreasing and and just we're still in a place where it's all about playing live. So um, looking forward to hopefully some more TV appearances in between that, that touring that they're doing Um, the stuff on Jimmy Kimmel, check that out on, on YouTube, the stuff on Jimmy Kimmel, check that out on YouTube. It's uh, really well done. You know, I think there's only a couple of songs from the album there and some uh, catalog songs represented. But all in all, you know, get the album. It's good. All right. As Aerosmith will sadly say, peace out. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode. Be sure to subscribe to us, like us, or even leave us a review. You can find us and join the conversation on Facebook. Facebook.